this United States Grand Prix betting picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time Last Minute Tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Feel free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Yes, indeed. We return again, and we return stateside for another exciting F1 race. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. To the Circuit of Americas, we go this weekend in Austin, Texas for the F1 race on a track that, well, Cody and I are quite familiar with from our days in NASCAR, but uh, F1 has gotten themselves familiar with it, and and has really made this place their home as well. So an exciting race to be had. And thank God, Cody F1's back. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm so happy. And we've got a nice little stretch here. We've got one, two, three races in a row before a week off and then back to the United States for Las Vegas after that. So we're in the stretch here, right? Only five races left, unfortunately, as, as motor sports season winds down, sadly. Uh, but got a nice little stretch three weeks in a row of some F1 racing here, which is nice. Good times, right? I mean, this is what 4 PM in the afternoon, something like that. I think it is. So Eastern time right in the middle of the day racing on our, on our own, own turf here. And, uh, they should all be good times for the rest of the season pretty much. Cause it's kind of up and down the Americas at this point. So I'm excited for this little stretch run of F1 to end out the season. What has quickly become my favorite part of the F1 schedule, the latter half when they stay on this end of the earth, because then we (laughs) don't have to worry about, I mean, listen, it doesn't really impact me all that much as far as what, because I I usually watch it um, as, as all of the folks in discord love on tape. Uh, I do watch the races later on anyways, but it does help to not have to dodge spoilers for the better part of the weekend when I'm trying to catch back up again. Yeah, I don't know if it's NASCAR that needs to figure it out or if it's F1 that needs to figure it out. But do we need to have the same races at the same time while the NFL is also going on? That is the one part that's kind of, I don't love. But uh, (laughs) it's all right. That's why you got multiple screens for. 
you can make it work. I'm telling you, between the phone, the laptop, the tablet, the TV, the computer, there's just 15 million ways to watch anymore. So it's almost as if there's no excuse Yet, there's always an excuse, I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. And, and not to mention, life happens on the weekends as well. So uh, it, it's it's a very difficult game to play. All right, again, F1 took the week off. Obviously, during that off week, Max Verstappen still won races. I don't know how. I don't know where. Uh, but he was probably winning all of the races on his Xbox or PlayStation, whatever <laughs> he drives. He is a, he is an avid iRacer. So he even uh, dips into some of the NASCAR stuff, I believe, over on iRacing. So... Maybe he was whipping up on people over there. Who knows? I, I mean, at this point, it doesn't even matter anymore. But um, yes, Max Verstappen winning the last race. Uh, and and look, and the championship probably do it again. And the championship. Yeah, yeah he yeah. locked it up. Wrapped it up. So three-time world champion now, Max Verstappen. Who knows when he's going to slow down, right? Obviously, uh, you know, there's the sevens, the big number out there. So we'll see. It's a lot of stuff can change very quickly in F1. We've, we've seen it before. Obviously, we, we've mentioned many times how this is the, this run is absolutely incredible. You got to respect it while you're in it, but uh, it's his crown for another season. But that doesn't mean that uh, he's already got next year wrapped up by any means. Stuff changes quickly, and and things can can happen. So, obviously, uh, nothing nothing left as far as the points race goes there to end out the season. But still, plenty of uh, of storylines throughout the field, up and down uh, as you go. Obviously. Uh, Perez still holding a, a pretty solid 30 points over over Lewis. It's not out of the question for second place. And then Alonzo right behind uh, Hamilton there. The Ferrari guy's a little ways back. Uh, but then like Lando is not very far behind the Ferrari guys. And he's ahead of George Russell as well. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of moving and shaking as far as the standings go there. Over in the constructor, obviously Red Bull's got that fairly well wrapped up. Mercedes only 28 points ahead of Ferrari. That's not a ton. Little ways back to to Aston Martin there, but then McLaren's right behind them, trying to catch them. So, plenty of storylines still to go throughout the season for the rest of the standings. Obviously, I mean, really, the the championship's been settled for for a while now, right? It was just a matter of when was he going to officially wrap it up. But plenty of really good racing left this season, and and plenty of of points that really matter in both the drivers and the constructors' championships. I, I, can you feel more bad for Piastri? Like you get your first like victory, and it's overshadowed. I mean, it overshadowed by Verstappen winning the championship on a Saturday. Like the dude drove his ass <laughs> off, and next thing you know, they're like, "Oh, that's, and by the way, you know, yeah." For our NASCAR guys, that's like you know when somebody wins at at Homestead, which we didn't really ever see that in the Cup Series, but even in the Truck Series, we saw it last year at Phoenix, right? I don't even remember who won that. Somebody else won that race at Phoenix. And you go straight over to, well, there's Zane Smith finished fourth or whatever. Maybe he did win the race. I don't remember. But there's been plenty of times where you've got one guy winning, but the other guy's wrapping up the championship. And nobody really cares who won the race because it's, it's all about the champion, as it should be. But, uh, yeah, still shout out to, to Piastri, obviously, securing his first victory by winning the sprint there, which was uh, was good to see for him. It was. And, and I mean, we kind of knew that, he was, that Max was going to wrap it up on – on a Saturday, I mean, that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, but it was a, a very tall task for him not to win, not to win. It, yeah, right? I mean, look, and then a lot of stuff could have gone wrong. It, it would have been, you know, not out of the realm of possibility for him to do it. But at this point, and and this is the conversation that we'll probably have a lot over the off season, because a lot of these teams are going to try their damnedest to close this gap. But my question is not being a mechanic, not being a strategist, not being anybody who who can understand 
the nitty gritty of it. Hell, I can barely change my own car battery. Uh, you know, it's just I don't know how they catch up. I don't know what they can do at this point to match Red Bull on a race day. I mean, it's it's it just seems like. These guys, I, if they knew the answer, I'm sure they would do it, but it, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, and you say that, and you look at that, right? And it's like, what do you do? But you look back to just last season, and Red Bull didn't have that much of an advantage, so they found it somewhere. It doesn't mean somebody else can't find it or find something even better. Again, it's the ebbs and flows of racing. You go to any series anywhere, and you're going to get these dominant stretches from guys, from teams. We've seen it before in the Cup Series over in NASCAR. We, You know? It ebbs and flows always at an F1 throughout its entire history, right? You've had teams go up. You've had teams come down. You've had drivers go up. You've had drivers go down. Lewis is the, the most recent example, right? For years and years, it was all Lewis. And then now, you know, it was, it was Max and Lewis, and then Max surpassed him. And now we're into Max's phase. And uh, But, yeah, it's I'm excited for next season, obviously. We don't need to look too far ahead because we still got, got a few races left this season. But uh, it's, you know. That's that's what makes it fun is is who can get a challenge and and we've seen like just great leaps by so many teams this year. Uh, I mean McLaren like look at the leap. First of all, they figured out the driver thing, right? You you get uh, you get Piastri in there and, and boom, what a you know that seems to be the perfect pairing with Lando there. They take a huge step. Ferrari and Mercedes kind of take a little bit of a step back, and Aston Martin steps up in there too, and. Instead of having the three like we had the last couple of seasons, now you've got Red Bull by themselves, and then it's four other teams that are really good, right? So you kind of got the big five with with Red Bull leading the group. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It has. And uh, speaking of which, there is a driver that is actually making his way back onto the track. Yay for yes. Daniel Ricciardo, yes, right? Our guy Daniel Ricciardo is back. I'm sure he'll be wearing his big cowboy hat down in Texas this week. He, uh, he's a big fan of of Texas and all things cowboy-looking and, and American. So, Great to see him back finally, obviously, from the injury. Liam Lawson, again, shout out to him. Uh, did such a great, great job filling in for him. I'm, I'm a little sad he doesn't have a ride for next year in F1 because I think that he's he could be a potential future star on our hands there like we've got in Piastri, I think. Um, but be great to see Daniel Ricciardo back. And obviously, going to stick with that team for next year. He'll be back with AlphaTauri again. Um, and, and so, you know, that's another one towards the bottom of the grid where Looking forward to next season. Okay, you you've solidified your driver lineup a little bit. You've got a rather large step up in in um, you know from DeVries into Ricardo here, talent wise and experience wise, and so that's a team that I think can take another step towards the bottom of the grid and and move up a little bit. So yeah, great great news to see Daniel Ricardo back. Yeah, they need it. That guy's smile is everything at this point. So uh, definitely love to see that. Uh, and again, I'm anxious to see uh, just how well this team rebounds because you're right, it's been kind of frustrating for them and they, they definitely want to catch up more than anybody. So we'll see how that goes for them. Um, all right, Cody, let's, uh, let's talk more about this race on the other side of our break. But we have to tell you first about our folks at the SGPN they are giving you a second chance survivor opportunity. If you're already knocked out of your NFL survivor pool, don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN second chance survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. There's $3,000 up for grabs. And the best part about it, winner takes all. So starts this weekend. 
sign up now go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor we're also brought to you here by our nfl gambling podcast guys they're doing a review contest leave an apple podcast review with your favorite touchdown related bet for this weekend Biggest winner gets a $50 SGPN gift card. Make sure to include your YouTube username in the review so we can contact you with the winning picks and with your winner and all that other good stuff. So make sure you leave a review. NFL uh, Gambling Podcast guys are doing a bang-up job over there. Make sure you get in on this as well. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside of your favorite football team and, of course, drive alongside of your favorite drivers all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players are going to win ten thousand dollars each remember folks it's not just football you can actually add nascar you can actually add f1 into your lineups as well into your picks sheets as well listen i'm telling you right now you can get creative get all kinds of crazy stuff and scorchers is going to make it that much better for you to participate when you sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog is going to double your first deposit up to five hundred dollars that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn Cody. Speaking of uh, yes. of teams that that are taking big steps, there is one more big news story I wanted to get into real quick. Yes, Alpine. Um, they they had brought on uh, you know Ryan Reynolds and, and some other big actors and stuff. Brought all this money earlier on to the team. Now, Rod, uh, October seventeenth, uh, a group led by Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. He's already spending that Taylor Swift money. Look at him go. <laughs> Anthony Joshua, Rory McIlroy. Uh, among, they're among a host of sports stars that join the Alpine Investor Group. So uh, Alpine's getting some money, right? And we've seen, you know, uh, like obviously we've already got the Netflix show, but you get Rexham. Ryan Reynolds going yeah. into to Wrexham, right? And, and bringing all of the pub with that and all the good things. And you're getting this influx of cash. And Patrick Mahomes just signed a half a billion dollar deal, right? He's got some money and and kelsey's you know in in there with taylor swift uh she's got got a little bit of money as well i've heard so uh but bringing in an influx of money and what does it take to catch a team like red bull i'm not saying alpine's going to be that team but that's that's a big help in in what can push them further down the road and help continue to raise them up the ladder and and climb out from being one of those bottom tier teams so it's funny too because it is it's uh, Ryan Reynolds and Roy both of them heavy involved in Wrexham, uh, so they want to continue to spend that money. They must have figured out that it wasn't that bad to own a sporting franchise. Uh, so I guess yeah. buying into an F one team was a little bit better. So Ryan was already there, and he was he probably had a phone call with Roy. Those phone calls are crazy too, by the way. It's so funny to listen to those guys <laughs> go at it. Um, but as yeah, far as Patrick and and Travis, when you got half a billion dollars burning a hole in your pocket. I guess what do you do? You chase after another sporting franchise. So, hey, if, Why not, if, right? if, uh, if Michael Jordan can and, do it, so can Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And we've seen it go the other way, right? Lewis uh, is part of the ownership group of, of the Broncos now. So, you know, it's a smaller part, but hey, he's going over into the NFL. Now I got the NFL guys crossing over into, into F1. Love to see it. Obviously, it'll help continue the sport. And you get a, you know, Travis Kelsey and a Patrick Mahomes. Well, Ah, dang, I was going to say maybe at the Las Vegas Grand Prix, but maybe not since they'll, they'll probably be playing football. But uh, 
it does help just them, those guys being involved and and obviously Kelsey's got a big platform at the moment with a lot more eyeballs than he had before but he you know already his, his huge podcast and stuff he's talking about F1 gets more people into it more people into the sport is a good thing for for the sport in general obviously it's growth here in America as it continues to grow obviously worldwide it's already massive but uh, will help I think just continue to help it take a step forward here which leads to more people gambling on it, which helps us, which helps the whole community, and all great news, I think, uh, for that. Taylor Swift's next hit song will be about going fast uh, around a racetrack. <laughs> I, I can I can see the pitch now. She for couldn't Travis. get into F1 with Alonzo. Remember, there was the rumor that her and oh, Alonzo yeah. were hanging out. Oh, yeah. Ooh, but maybe. Uh, huh? so, so she found a different way to get into F1. <laughs> she, Travis is like, listen. Listen, Taylor, like I know we're not necessarily all that serious yet, but I've got a great investment opportunity for you if you would like. <laughs> There's a new one. You, like, you want to borrow like 20 bucks, so, you know, like, hey, can you know, do you mind? It? I don't get paid till Friday. Can you you spot us for dinner tonight? And he's just like, hey, you know, uh, I got this got this really good idea. If you just, you know, toss a little loan over here. We'll buy into this F1 team. I promise we'll make it up to you, babe. I promise. It's fine. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that that's anything like that, obviously, we know is good for the sport. And, you know, we talked about it even at the last season when we started doing this show in particular and how there weren't already a lot of uh, shows covering gambling with it because obviously it was still relatively new to us in the States. And let's face it, I mean, most of what happens in the gambling world gets kind of driven by the United States. Um, and, and even if overseas wasn't covering the gambling aspect of it yet, um, now with the, the influx of the American fans, you know, and listen, I get it. I'm a Canadian football fan. I know that most of us uh, Canadian football fans and most Canadian football fans don't necessarily care about, uh, they want American eyeballs, but they're also at the same time, like, well, we don't really want American eyeballs because it's our sport. Right. Right. It's the same thing with all these other worldwide sports, but they also recognize that with American eyeballs comes larger viewerships, comes larger broadcast uh, contracts, comes more money. So, I, again, I know, I know that we're arrogant. I know that American are, are usually arrogant when it comes to that kind of situation, but you you can't argue with the numbers in that situation. That's right. Yeah, I think it's all all positive for the sport, and and again especially in, in smaller sports like our motorsports are with NASCAR or with F1. It, it's any growth is, is good growth. It's positive. And, and the more eyeballs, the more, more people interested, the better. Indeed. Uh, speaking of eyeballs, all of them will be on the circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas this weekend for this F1 race on a track that looks like a shoe. We already said it before. We, we've talked about it in length. This is definitely a shoe, a very yep. crazy performance shoe, but a shoe nonetheless. Uh, yeah. It's uh Kind of got a little heel on it and everything. Yeah, definitely I mean, a shoe. It's definitely a shoe. Uh, it is, of course, five point five one three kilometers, which is just over uh, three point four miles. The entire race is three hundred eight point four zero five kilometers, which comes out to one hundred and ninety one miles around. The lap record on this one is owned by Shaw Leclerc in twenty nineteen, a one thirty six one six nine fifty six laps around this track. The first Grand Prix that was held by F1 on this track was in 2012. So they've been coming here for the better part of 20 uh, of 12 of 11 years. Uh, math sucks, uh, but yes, again, we know this uh, for the uh, NASCAR races that are run on it. But this definitely does lend itself to a great F1 race. Listen, I'm telling you right now, 
there are two DRS zones in this one between turns 10 and 11 and between turns 18 and 19, but this is a very technical track. There are a lot of... De there's a hairpin turn. Two, two hairpin turns, really. Two not really the, all that hairpin, but very damn close to it. 19 and 20 are hairpins. And then this wavy section between turns 2 and 10 where you have... I said that, 2 and 10, right? That's eight turns. There's a 2, a 4, a 5, a 6. It's, yeah, yeah. back and forth. I'm, I'm not much of a, I'm horrible at road courses as far as iRacing goes, but Coda is one of the tracks I've done a few times just because NASCAR goes there. And so, uh, and it it is so technical and, and so twisty turny. Oh, man, it, it is, there is, there is a lot of opportunity. And we've seen it in a few of the recent races here where you get a fair share of, of unclassified drivers right because uh, there's been a fear a fair share of of incidents lately at this at this particular circuit yeah i mean the thing is is that too when the elevation changes on this one as well right i mean you're going uphill uh into turn one right i mean you're going uphill into turn one and you got to slam on the brakes immediately to get into there it's it's yep whew. yeah that's another crazy yeah aspect to this is there's there's very big elevation changes uh on the track yeah so you definitely want to keep an eye on that as well. Uh, all right. So we've covered all of the uh, events that are leading up to this. We covered the race itself. I think basically all we have left to do is actually get into the race itself, correct, and give our bets as we always do. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. But first, let's tell you about game time. You hate buying tickets? So do I. It's all right. Tickets suck. Buying it on any sort of app makes you anxious, makes you pissed off, especially because you're digging through trying to find the best price. And sometimes you can't get it because guess what? You didn't know you were going to be able to go to that concert, that sporting event, that comedy show or whatever it is you're trying to go to until the very last minute, sometimes the day before, sometimes even the day of. But game time has taken away all of the stress and anxiety around that. They're going to give you not only the greatest prices, but they're going to give you the greatest deals on those last-minute tickets. And they've given you the game time guarantee, right? They got your back. When you buy it on game time, your tickets are going to get there on time. They're going to be authentic. It's guaranteed for you. Plus, they've got lower fees, better prices. They're committed to the clear competitive pricing. If you actually find a better price on any seat, on any other app or anywhere else, they're going to make up that difference, 110% of the difference for you to do it cannot believe that they're going to give you the price of it and then some just because they know that it's hard to beat their prices plus it's made for mobile right last minute plans you can make sure that you uh don't have to worry about planning months in advance because maybe you don't know if you can do it so you're going to be able to get all those last minute prices plus all of your tickets are going straight to your phone you're not fishing through emails you're not waiting in the mail doesn't matter you're getting them on your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and Game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all player hit by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. 
Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Well, Cody, it is time to break down the the bets. Max Verstappen wins. Everybody go home, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, he's only minus four hundred. That seems like a, That's a, seems steal. Like a short short week for him this week. It's a uh, steal. But again, you don't bet that. That's <laughs> why we give you these bets because there's still ways to bet it, even if Max destroys the field, as he likely will. <laughs> <laughs> so first up for me. Uh, very, very big on the Lewis Hamilton train this week. I'm going to take him to finish on the podium, plus 260 over at Caesars. Um, there's been 10 races here, uh, and he has won five of the 10 races here. Obviously, things haven't quite been the same lately as they were for him for a while during that time frame, right? But been really good on the circuit. You go back to last year, finished second place here. You go back to 2021, finished second place here. No race in 2020 here because of COVID, right? But 2019, uh, I don't know if you're noticing the trend or not, finished second place here. 2018, he won here. Again, you can keep going farther back, and it doesn't get much worse than that. Um, But he's been very, very good on this circuit specifically. Uh, Last week, or last race, rather, finished 19th place, of course. But he started third place going into turn one, the contact with George. End of his day, very, very early. Didn't really get a chance to see what he had. Other than that, he only has one finish worse than sixth place this entire season. Finished eighth at Austria. Inside of the top six every other race this season. So you're telling me a majority of the time throughout this entire season, he has been up inside the top six. I think he can sit on the podium at a track that he's finished first or second place in for four or five, whatever it is, straight years. It's been a long run for him. Lewis Hamilton, very, very big on him this weekend. I think he continues to go. And again, he's had that consistent season where he's just always up there, always in the mix. I think he puts it back on the podium at a circuit that does come down to being very technical. Of course, speed is going to play a factor, right? And we know how good Max is. But you look at the rest of the field, and while there's a lot of talent and stuff there, nobody's as experienced as Lewis is. Nobody's as good as Lewis is in an overall sense of the history. Nobody knows the circuit like Lewis does. Uh, so I think that finds his way to the podium at plus 260. And there's something to be said, and I'll, I'll agree with you uh, later on too in a, in a much more involved way, but there is something to be said about a consistent finish like that. I mean, I know a lot of times we say, you know, uh, you know, sometimes track history is not always the best because you know, it doesn't always, is not indicative of the season that they're having. But sometimes, especially with drivers like Lewis, doesn't matter the kind of season you're having, right? You could be having a great season. You could be having a bad season. But if you're consistent on that track throughout all of it, sometimes that is exactly what it is. I mean, I know we like to dig in a little deeper to try to figure out if this is right or not, but sometimes a track is just a track that you're good at. And I think for Lewis, if you, you know, if you're one of our NASCAR fans and you're not that, you know, don't know F1 as well, like a really solid comparison is Kevin Harvick over in the cup series, right? Sure, he's been good at every track. He's got wins at almost all of them. But you go to certain tracks like Homestead this weekend, like we talked about on the show over there, he's really, really fucking good at Homestead more so than everywhere else. Yeah, Lewis has got wins almost everywhere, and he's got good finishes everywhere. But certain tracks, he's just consistently always better at 
this is one of those tracks and that's why i think that that's where you can look at that and, and take it into account obviously in general we don't look as much at track history here as we would maybe in nascar um just because you know it's it's different here it's once a year it's but um i think if you mix that with the current form of hasn't finished worse than sixth only twice this season so he's been up in there and he's just been really good at this place so i think this is this is the time where you can use that uh, track history to your advantage indeed and, and really if you look at the back of the last couple of of races as far as uh what the finishing like the the winning margin none of us took a winning margin bet this time but uh it's only been within about five seconds and so yeah. it's not like they can jump out to, and i know max can do it like he can jump out right. to a 30 second lead but he hasn't in the last few yeah. races well i think that's why neither of us are probably on it because it almost seems trappy because it it's been really close every race but then you look at the season and you're like but it probably won't be close right but but maybe it will <laughs> It's definitely a tough one for me to handle, too. So uh, I'm with you on that. Um, all right. I'm going to put somebody else up on the podium with Lewis and more than likely Max. And, and that's Shaw Leclerc. I'm only doing this because the numbers at four to one. I find it very intriguing for Leclerc at four to one. He was on the podium last year in this race. Uh, and he actually started 12th in that race. So there was some movement there. I mean, it wasn't as if he started third and finished third or started fourth and finished third. I mean, he drove his way up through the field, right? And and in F1, from 12th to 3rd is driving your way up through the field. I know in NASCAR it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but in, in F1, that's driving your way up through the field. But he did have a 3rd place finish here last year. And then uh, two 4th place finishes, where he started 4th and finished 4th in both of the races before that. Um, the first race, he, he started ninth and finished 17th in his career, uh, but he was damaged on that one. And for Charles Leclerc, the, the fact that he's 4-1 to one for a podium is is kind of obscene in a way that I know we don't see a whole lot of mo uh, movement in F1 between starting and finishing, which is, I mean, like Shaw Leclerc's absolute 100% story this season. Started fifth, finished fifth last week at Lucille, um in Suzuka, started fourth, finished fourth, uh, and then Marina Bay started third, finished fourth, uh, in Monza started third, finished fourth. But listen, again, he's right around that podium step, right? I mean, it's he's flirting with the podium step. He started on the podium in two of those races and, and very well should have held on to it. But, of course, we know that I think his teammate played into one of those and just a, a bad pit stop, bad pit strategy played into another one. And it wasn't as if he went from third to 13th, right? He went from third to fourth. So I think a, a cleaner race, uh, something he's able he was able to do last season, get on the podium, and really almost do the season before and the season before that. He's not a bad driver. It was him and Max fighting it out last season for the championship. Granted, it wasn't a very fair fight, but came down to those two, right, at one point. Uh, and I think he, he needs to rekindle that, and I think this is a good enough track for him to be able to do it. Obviously, we know he's a technical enough driver to get it done already, so he's not that far off the podium. I think four to one is is a good price to try to put him back on there. Yeah, I, I think the number is, is probably about right. We know what he's got in him. We know what Ferrari has in them, right? It's about the mistakes, but Ferrari's really cut back on those this season. It's not been as bad. Um, and, and yeah, I think you laid out the perfect case for it. Talked me into it, so I like it at four to one. Next up for me, I'm going to go over to Alonso. Uh, I'm going to take Fernando Alonso to finish in the top six. This is at plus one ten. I really like this. I'll put a little sprinkle as well on his podium finish seven to one uh, i think that's obviously as you look through our, our picks so far a lot of good value out there on podiums right 
you kind of just and I think the reasoning for that is on a week to week basis this season or a race to race basis, there's not been the these guys are for sure going to be on the podium. Like Max is going to take one of those spots and you got that. And in in previous years, it was kind of, you know, what's going to be Max and Lewis. That's going to be two of your podium spots, most likely. Who's going to get that third? But those second and, and third podium spots are just very wide open to a variety of guys, right? You got both the Mercedes guys, got both the Ferrari guys. Got both the McLaren guys are going to be in the conversation. Alonzo is going to be in the conversation. Perez obviously is going to be in the conversation as well. Uh, and, and so I think that you find the couple of guys that you like and that you're finding an angle on going into the weekend. Because uh, again, once qualifying is set, sure you could bet the guys that qualify up there, but their odds shift, F1 odds shift so drastically. It's it's so crazy, but for good reason because once the lineup is set, you're usually not too far off of the finishing order, and that's why it does it. So. That's why I think getting in early on the week on on finding value, and I think that obviously we've kind of quartered the podium part of it, uh, but I wanted to say that. But back to Alonzo, top six, the one I really love. Going to sprinkle the podium at seven to one. The top six is plus 110. Um, you go back in uh, the last couple of weeks, Alonzo has been in the top six two races in a row. The last two races we've had, he's got 11 top six finishes in 17 races this season. Again, percentage-wise, like that's that's the thing is we're at a point now where we've got a bulk of the season behind us, right? And we can look at the big picture and say, wow, he continues to be up here week in and week out, race in and race out. Um, so I do love that. He was seventh place last year in this race in an Alpine car. Again, we just talked about them. They're getting this influx of money and stuff. But this Aston Martin car he's been in this season has been much better than the Alpine was the previous seasons with him. So seventh place there. His DNF rate here is high. <laughs> I will say that. That is the one concerning thing, right? He's he's not finished quite a few races. Uh, so that is the kind of one disclaimer on him. But I think the speed we've seen from him this season, the results we've seen from him, um, and just, again, 11 of, six, 11 of 17, he's been inside that top six. Um, and then, again, his chance to crack the podium, he's done that a few times this season as well. I think it's seven to one is worth it. Uh, but Alonzo top six plus 110 is the one that I really, really like this weekend. That team needs it. He needs it. I mean, it, it, it really does suck for him because he did start off so hot and he was the talk of the town. He almost dated Taylor Swift. And, uh, you know, he lost. Now he's coming back to America. Revenge tour. <laughs> with Travis Kelsey, like, no, he's not going to be into tennis. Yeah, but. Travis Kelsey trying to. Oh, here you go. This is the perfect, perfect storylines. Travis Kelsey in the news with F1. You know, he's got he's got Taylor Swift. He's buying a team. Alonzo feeling left out. He needs to come prove himself in the United States. Oh, I love the angle, Rod. <laughs> I just I'm telling you right now, it, it cracks me up. The intrigue, the subterfuge. Oh, the rich people's problems in this world. Uh yeah. But uh, yeah, this team needs it. And and really again, like you said, the number for the podium is, is right. I think it's 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 the same as Leclerc. I mean, obviously Leclerc's been close to the podium. Alonzo's been on the podium quite a bit. So um, you, you do take a stab at these podiums as well. Uh, all right. So this is going to be a little, I don't want to say convoluted because it, it's kind of, it's not convoluted because I'm going to tell you this and then I'm going to come back later and tell you something else. Um, but this, just stay with me on this one. This one is on DraftKings. It is the winner without all of the major teams. Okay, so this is the winner without, uh, and now we know that Aston Martin is in that mix as well. So it's the winner without Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin. We went on this trip uh, a little while ago. 
Um, didn't pan out for us that time, but I think it's going to pan out for us on this time. Esteban Alcon is the favorite at plus 200, but I, I still like Esteban Alcon to be the the winner without all of those teams, right? It's, it's plus 200 uh, for that, and like we said, anything at plus 200 is good. Uh, the only problem is that it's sort of been a mixed bag for Esteban on this track. He's not finished twice on this one. Uh, he's finished sixth place in this race uh, in the uh, uh, Sahara Force One team, and then uh, and then in the um, Manor Racing, he finished 18th. Right, but last season he did post a 10th place finish uh, on this, which was actually uh, close to be being the best one um, with it. So. But this season, if you take a look at this season alone, uh, last week in Qatar, he actually was the best finisher of that. He finished in seventh place behind uh, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and Red Bull. Uh, the week before that, he was also the highest finisher without uh, finishing in ninth place in Japan. So the last couple of weeks, he's actually been that top guy. In, uh, in Marina Bay, right, in Singapore, it was Pierre Gasly in the Alpine that was the top driver without finishing in sixth place over there. So that was another uh, Alpine car that finished up there. Now, Albon sort of ruined it for us by finishing in eighth place uh, in Italy, in Monza, right? So kind of screwed that for us as well. But unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen. But in the uh, week before that, Albon did it again um, and, and screwed us there. So, uh, but it was actually Pierre Gasly who finished third on the podium in the Dutch Grand Prix. Alpine has been that car. So if you want to maybe take the winner without manufacturer uh, and Alpine, the only problem is that it's minus 140. It, it's a little rich. So I figured... But that, I mean, the minus 140, that goes into helping your case, right? So that, that makes it seem like it's much more. He just has to beat Gasly and then you're going to hit this. Yeah. Or you could treat this like a, a first touchdown prop too in, in the NFL and Carter go Alcon and Gasly, right? Or, and then if you want, maybe throw a little on Albon because we saw Albon creep up into this too. So split up your units however you split them up and maybe put on those three because those three are the, are the ones that I think have the best shot and the books do too because then you got Nico Hockenberg at, at eight to one and I don't think he'll be the best of the rest in this one. Maybe not Nico Hulkenberg, but I'm going to take a bet on his teammate. Nice setup for me, Rod, there. I appreciate that. Love you. Kevin Magnuson finished in the points. I know, I know. It sounds a little bit crazy, but it is plus 750. Definitely going out on a limb with this one, but I do like K-Mag this week. Um, so he's plus 750 on Caesars to finish in the points. Last season, did get a ninth place finish here. Um, the results have been down again with him as well. 2016 he had an 11th place finish here he's been flirting with the points finish a couple of times the season as a whole has not been the greatest for Haas right it, it's been well documented that it's it's been a, a rough season for them but coming back to America it's an American team right owned by Gene Haas of course um, and Magnuson has had some finishes it's it's not all been pretty of course there's been a lot of 17ths a lot of 18ths in here but he's been Inside the points twice this season, including three races ago at Singapore, or four races ago, rather, or three races ago. I can't, I don't know. I can't even tell. Three races ago, four races ago, it was. <laughs> All the lines blur together. But even the last couple of races, 14th, 15th, 15th, he's not that far out of the points in a lot of those. Um, and like I said, he's got, he's got the two points finishes this season. 
He's got multiple 13th place finishes, a 14th place as well. So uh, did it here last year. So he's only one season removed from getting it done here. I think that as far as a long shot guy to to finish in the points, we just talked a few minutes ago about the tricky turns and and a lot a little bit of a higher DNF rate here than some of the other tracks we've been to lately. You get one or two guys up near the front that that wreck out of this, and maybe he is only a 12th place car, but moves up into 10th and into that points finish because the guys in front of him, uh, you know, take themselves out or whatever the case may be. I think Magnuson can get it done. I think a plus 750, the price is right. It's going to be Kevin Magnuson to finish in the points, plus 750 over on Caesars. Yeah, and for Kevin Magnuson too, that that Haas team, man, I, I know that the they love to to kind of goof on, on Gunther, but like it's gotta be frustrating for them. They're they know that they're a decent enough team. They know they're not Red Bull, they know they're not Ferrari, but by the same token, it's like they expect better out of it. And so for Magnuson, he's shown so many good flashes of I can hang with the leaders, you know. And by leaders, I mean top ten, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and we've seen him. I mean, there's been points where he's had fast cars and oh, he almost cashed us the fastest lap earlier this season. Like, He's definitely had his flashes for sure. Obviously, they're a little behind on, on things, but uh, I think this is a week where they could get that points finished up. I concur. Uh, all right, my next bet. I'm going back to the well. This number is dropped low enough to where I think it's time to jump back on it. This is the Red Bull fastest pit stop, minus 110 on DK. They've dropped it because the last time Red Bulls had a fast pit stop or the fastest pit stop was in Singapore. Unbelievable and unthinkable to know that that is the case. Uh, and in fact, they're, they're, McLaren is catching up to them uh, quite nicely, by the way. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit, I wanted to almost take McLaren on this one. Um, and in fact, if you want to, go ahead. McLaren's at plus 250. They've actually been really catching up. Lando and Piastri, those, those pit stops have been really clutch for those guys but i still think this is this is red bulls they had the fastest pit stop here last uh the last time they came here 2.13 in 2019 max verstappen had a 2.06 uh fastest pit stop at this track i mean again this is this is one of those tracks where i don't the weather is going to be great right there's no there's no uh, it's all texas weather so there's just going to be a nice little <laughs> sunny day for everybody it'll be comfortable and, uh, and I think that those circumstances, there won't be any crazy, wonky, um, anything, right? And, and in, in perfect situations, Red Bull does well on their pit stops. So uh, I think this is probably going to be another Perez, you know, 2.4 day, 2.3 day. So uh, I, I think 110, minus 110 is actually a good price to get back on this. Because again, they haven't done it in a while. So the books are adjusting and this is the time to pounce. They're due. They are due. They better be due. Damn it. I'm I'm ready for them to have another fast pit stop. I don't know what it is lately. They just they haven't been able to, to put together a good one. And and it's really because Sergio Perez has been struggling and Max has been out so far that, you know, they don't right. they don't need to, to have a fast pit stop with him. Yeah, yeah. I think this this would be a good week for them to get it done. I think I like the the analysis and, and again, they're the best team, obviously, on the paddock. We we all know that. So uh, I think I think they can get it done. I do too. Uh, all right. All that's left now is to tell you who's going to ultimately get it done. It's Max Verstappen. But if not, we found some other angles for you. As or far wait, as, is it? Or wait, <laughs> there's more. But Cody, what what what's our our final? Uh, not nah, I say race winner. All, uh, but you know the yeah, race. I got, I got a winner in yeah, here. You do. You do. What, put, what do you got? Pushing all the chips in on Lewis Hamilton. This is his week. Fourteen to one for the fastest lap. Again, 
these are the long shots you want to attack. This has been more profitable, which is to say profitable at all than picking the race winners because we get it. Max Verstappen wins every race, right? I talked about Lewis already. He's won five of the 10 races here. He's been fast. Second, 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 a win. Those are his last four trips to this circuit. He's going to be good. He's going to be fast. You noted earlier, the winning margin hasn't been super big. That might not give Max that chance at the end to go out there and, and recapture the purple clock and get the fastest lap, nor does he really care at this point other than just to show people he can because the points are wrapped up, right? It's done. It's over. He's the champion. Um, but for Lewis and team, it's going to mean a lot to still get that extra point. Like I said, he's, he's still battling in the point standings there for the driver's side. The constructor side, Mercedes still has has some positions to, to gain or lose, so they, they want to keep that. Uh, so give me Lewis Hamilton, 14-1. And then just in case, Rod, don't sprinkle winners on here very often, feeling Lewis big time this weekend. He's coming to the United States. A lot of Lewis fans here. I would like to see it. Likely going to be a Max runaway, right? We get it. He's minus 400 for a reason, obviously, if Max wins the race. Big fucking surprise, right? Nobody's butt. Things can happen. That's why you run the races. We saw it last week in, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race that we talked about, right? Heavy, heavy favorite. John check was probably going to dominate the race, probably going to do this, probably going to do that. Mechanical problems put him behind. This happened, that happened. He doesn't end up winning the race. A 40-1 to 1 wins the race instead. This is not definitely super comparable because it's a little different in F1, but they run the race for a reason. Things can happen. If something goes wrong, if Max has troubles, if Max has an issue, Lewis is going to be there to pounce. 25 to 1, it's, it's worth a little shekel for sure. And it's one that I definitely looked at as well. So uh, I got to the dock and you had it. So I was like, outstanding. At least I'm not completely crazy for thinking it as well. Um, so I'll back you on this one. And then we'll, we'll play this another way because, again, you had gotten there already. So I couldn't put the outright. So we'll play this another way. And we'll say also the winner without the favorite which this means the favorite driver, not all of the teams. So this is just focused on an individual driver. So this is the winner without the favorite driver, which is obviously is Max Verstappen. Well, yeah, who's who's the favorite? Right? Uh, I don't know. Some guy, <laughs> some guy named Max, uh, Mighty Max or something. Um, but so you can get this one at five to one. So if you are are trying to hedge a little bit off of your outright on Lewis, you can also sort of take this one as well. So if Max does end up winning this leading lap to lap and, and winning this race. And and Lewis comes in second. Not only are you going to get the podium finish on him, but you're also going to get this 5-1 to one on him. And should he turn the fastest lap in the process, you'll get the 14-1 to one in on him. So I know we're a little heavy on Lewis, but really if you look at the numbers, it, it sort of leads you in this direction because it is one of these tracks that he's been really good at. And sort of just a, a couple of, Bad, bad, bad luck situations going on the last couple of weeks. He he should have been in the hunt for a podium in these in the races that we've had these last few weeks. So, um, really good shot last week, man. I really thought we had Lewis Hamilton back up on the podium last week, but yeah, unfortunately, could not make that stick. But again, I think this is a great way. Lewis without the favorite, the winner without the favorite at plus five hundred, um, to to get in on this one. So this one's on Caesars. Uh, you can get this plus five hundred on Caesars. Winner without. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, potentially a better way to play this same bet, if you've got Bet365, they've got a top two finish for Lewis at 8-1. to one. That actually opens up finishing second to someone else if Max gets eliminated from the race and, and Checo wins or 
or the Ferrari guys win and he finishes second, you're still opening it up at eight to one. So might be might be a way to consider playing that differently where you're getting it's the same bet essentially, but opening yourself to to better opportunities. So I'd happen to notice that one. And uh, it's the same again, same thought, just a different way to play with with a little more of a safety net built in at a better number even too. So yeah, that is actually a pretty good. I, I didn't see that one. Thank goodness for bet three sixty five um for throwing that out so yeah i like that yep. good good one see look at this is Beautiful. why we're always stepping it up we're always giving dreamwork you the, makes the dream work hell yeah um all right well then let's uh, get out your pen and paper let's go over the bets for this united states grand prix from the circuit of the americas in austin texas cody started you out with lewis hamilton on the podium at plus 260 over on caesar's I gave you Charles Leclerc on the podium at 4-1. to one. Uh, And then Cody gave you Alonzo as a top six finisher at plus 110. And podium at 7-1. to one. I said that the winner without uh, all the rest of the teams would be Ocon at plus 200. Cody gave you Kevin Magnuson inside the points at plus 750. I gave you a Red Bull fastest pit stop again, making its return to the show at minus 110 over on DraftKings. Cody gave you Lewis Hamilton to turn the fastest lap. At fourteen to one, and to win the race at twenty-five to one on Bet three sixty-five. So I gave you the winner without the favorite, Lewis Hamilton, at plus five hundred, which is a good way to go. Cody actually tacked on almost a better way to go, and that is a second-place finish for Lewis Hamilton at eight to one. So you might want to get in on that or put them on both, whatever you want. Because if Lewis if Lewis Hamilton finishes second, then you're still going to end up uh, uh, winning all of these bets. Uh, except for the outright, obviously. But um, I think you're covered if Lewis Hamilton has a fantastic race. Fingers crossed, Lewis Hamilton has a fantastic race. All uh, all chips in on Lewis, right? It's uh, he's, he's probably going to make or break our week, but I feel pretty comfortable in that. Again, he has been just absolutely fantastic at the circuit, and Ben's very solid this year as well. It's obviously overshadowed by the year Max has had, but you know, it's amazing to think how many chances he would have at more wins if Max wasn't out there and, and doing what he's doing, right? So uh, don't don't let that be overlooked. Uh, I feel feel confident about this. Glad to see him over here on, on U.S. soil. And again, start, start of a three-week stretch. We'll be back the next couple of weeks in a row. Should be nice. We'll have races to continue to break down, continue to bet on. I'm a big fan of that. Indeed. All right. Well, as we wrap up this Lewis Hamilton gambling podcast, uh, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can follow the show as well at F1 gambling at F1 gambling pod would be the the way to follow on X. Um, and then check it out on YouTube as well. Still over under the, the NASCAR gambling podcast banner. But if you want to watch on YouTube, if you prefer to consume that way is available there as well. So uh, just I've been NASCAR Gambling Podcast, and uh, you'll find these videos there. Indeed. Do us a favor, too. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all the fun stuff on your podcast apps, whether that's Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It goes a long way in proving to the bosses that you like the show, that you listen to the show. And, uh, you know, I don't like to pander very much for your uh, affection and your, uh, your approval. But I will say that the bosses love it. So do that for them. Uh, we'll just continue to make the content and do what we do every single day for you. So, uh, all right. Follow me on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio, everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, in between media, or of course, for frequency's sake. Find it all right there in the bio. We'll be back next week for more of the F1 Gambling Podcast. And until then, let's go racing and let 
it right.